Praise God. Well, it's a joy and honor, a real pleasure for us to have Pastor Esteban San Martin from Brisbane, from Power Church in Queensland. Um, God has really used him up there. I think it's been 13 years that he started a new work, Greenfields, and uh, him and his wife are working hard for many to be saved. And uh, I'm sure God is going to use him today. He's going to bless us. Um, he's part of the executive of the CCA churches, and God's going to use him today powerfully. So open up, be ready to receive what God has for you today. Let's give him a warm welcome as he comes forward. Amen. Thank you, brother. God bless you this morning. Amen. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord? Nah, come on. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord? Yeah? Nothing like being in church on a Sunday morning, worshipping Jesus, praising his name, and knowing that it is for real. That he receives it, and he is blessed, and he is, he is pleased by our worship this morning. Say, so God bless you. Uh, I'm so blessed and honored to be with you this morning to share the word of God. And I uh, always honor the pastor of this church, Pastor Joe Leone, a uh, great man of God, and uh, the opportunity that he gives to me to be able to share the word of God today with you. If your heart is open, the seed of God will fall in good ground, and the word of God will produce a mighty harvest in our lives today. Amen? So why don't we get into the word of God quickly? Our time is... Uh, of the essence, and I want to just share something that I believe God has laid on my heart for this house today. Uh, maybe two weeks ago, I know Pastor Joe asked me, maybe six weeks ago, if I would be available today. And about two weeks ago, just sort of praying and, and thinking about this weekend and particularly this service, the Lord began to drop into my heart this message that I shared a, a year ago in our church, but God began to open it up a little bit more. And I just felt that's the message that God had for us today. So I believe it's a word in season for someone here today. And if you can grab it, I know God is going to bless you. The title of the message is Remember. Remember. Tell the person beside you, Remember. Remember. Open your Bibles to Luke chapter 24. And we're going to read from verse 1 to verse 9. Luke chapter 24, verse 1 to verse 9. And we're going to read it in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. It says, Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of Jesus. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed, that word perplexed is confused, about this, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise again. And verse 8 and they remembered his words. And if you keep reading, they returned back to the other disciples. And something changed when they remembered the full story. When they remembered everything God had told them. Everybody say, remember, remember. Something happens when we remember. The power of remembering what God has said. 
can change the circumstances, can change our outlook and our perspective in life. The disciples have had a hard couple of days. Jesus has been crucified and uh, he's been put in a tomb and there is much confusion and much fear among the disciples and they think that it's the end of the story. They think that it's over. Jesus is dead and buried and in the midst of it all, they forgot the full story. They forgot that yes, he would be crucified, he would be buried, but something happens because something does happen in the middle of this thing. Something does happen in the middle of the storm, in the middle of a battle, where they were clouded and they forgot the resurrection. And when these women went to the tomb, the angels appeared to them and, and said to them, in other words, why, why, are you, why are you confused? Why are you perplexed? Why are you fearful? Remember. Remember what he said. Remember the full story. And, he, and they said, he must rise again. Remember that he shall rise again. There is a resurrection. This is not the end of the story. God is up to something. Remember. And when they remembered, everything changed. You see... On five occasions, Jesus told his disciples about his suffering, about his crucifixion, but he also told them about the resurrection. We can read in Matthew chapter 16, verse 21, and he did this five times. From that time, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem, suffer many things of the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed, but watch this, and on the third day be raised back to life. Can you say amen, church? Hallelujah. Be raised back to life. So on five occasions they heard this. But in the midst of it all, they had forgotten the resurrection part. The death and the sadness that was all around them had caused their vision, their future dreams to be shattered and their memories had become clouded by the events of the last few days. There was chaos all around them. Can you imagine the, the scenario, the situation that they were living as their Jesus was in the tomb? And they thought, this is it. We are finished. <laughs> I just felt the Holy Spirit say they didn't hear when Jesus said, the devil is finished. It is finished. You're not finished. The devil is finished. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Praise God. And, but, in the, but in the midst of it all, in the midst of this, this terrible news, their vision had become clouded and this impossible situation seemed like there was no light at the end of the tunnel. They forgot, as I said before, the rest of the story. They forgot the part where Jesus says, I will rise again. And so the the, the angel said, remember, remember what he said. And something changed. Something shifted in their spirit. Faith came alive. Their outlook changed. Their perspective changed because they remembered the words of Jesus. Something happens when we remember what God has said. Hallelujah. There was sadness and confusion among the disciples. 
If you read there in Luke chapter 24, verse 14 to verse 18, there was two disciples that were confused. They were sad. As a matter of fact, when Jesus comes beside them, they don't even realize it's Jesus. And they, and they say to Jesus, you know, don't you know what's happened the last few days? Can you imagine saying that to Jesus? Are you the only one that doesn't know the events of the last week? We are confused and, and we, are, we are full of sadness. Jesus has been crucified. That's what happens to us sometimes. God has given us a promise. God has given us a dream. God has given us a plan. God has given us a prophetic word. And then we find ourselves in the middle of the battle, in the middle of the process, and we allow what's going on around us to dictate to us how we should feel, and we forget what God said. And we forget His promises. And we are sad and confused. Sadness and confusion comes. If, if God was with me, why am I going through this? Why has this happened? They were weeping. The women weeping at the tomb, the place of death. Maybe this morning you're sad, you're confused, you're weeping because of something that's going on in your life. And I'm here to tell you, remember. Remember. Can you say amen, church? Come on, shout remember. Maybe you're weeping at the tomb of this thing. Maybe you're weeping at the tomb of this prophetic word. At the, at the tomb of this dream that you had. Maybe you're weeping this morning, confused and sad, fearful. Do you know that the disciples, the mighty men of power, they were hiding in their houses, isolated, afraid, confused, fearful of what tomorrow would bring. How had they forgotten the rest of the story? How big was this situation they were in that they did not remember that he would rise again. The apostle Peter, I love him, you know, he's a, he's a, I think he was a little bit Latina, you know, he was, he was full on. He cut ears for fun, you know. And Peter, he's Peter, Peter, the one that Jesus says, I will make you a fisher of men. I see you, Jesus would say to him as preaching the gospel to the nations. But Peter said to his friends, I'm going back to fishing. He said in John chapter 21, verse 3, Simon Peter said to them, to his friends, I go fishing. And they said to him, we go with you as well. We'll go fishing with you as well. What's Peter saying? I'm going back to my old ways. I throw in the towel. It's over. It's finished. Might as well go and fish. Remember, Peter, remember, the angel says, you go and tell the disciples and Peter, you tell Peter that I'm, I've called him. You tell Peter that I have a purpose for his life. You tell Peter to remember that I said you will be fishers of men, not fishers of fish. Can you say amen, church, this morning? Come on, shout amen. Let's be, let's be excited this morning about this message. Remember, some of you are going to remember some things today. That the devil is silenced in your life. You might find yourself sad and confused by the events of the last week. By the events of the last year. God gave you a word. A word that had a beginning. A word that had a middle. And a word that has a, has a finish line. And you find yourself in a place where there is confusion. 
and where there is sadness, maybe you find yourself weeping or you find yourself fearful or you say, you know what, I'm going back fishing. I'm going to just, I'm not, I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm throwing in the towel because look what's going on around me. Where is God? Remember, John the Baptist was in the prison. The mighty John the Baptist who saw, he saw a dove descend from heaven and come upon Jesus. And he heard the words of God say, this is my beloved son. God didn't say, this might be my beloved son. God said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. John the Baptist, when he saw Jesus, he said, behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. I mean, I don't know about you, but if I hear God's voice thundering from heaven saying, this is my beloved son, well, you know, this is, this is my beloved son. But the mighty John the Baptist finds himself in jail, in prison. And the prison has a funny way of doing, thing, doing some weird things to you. Amen. Changing your perspective. And so he's in prison. And that's where the devil takes advantage and begins to bring, bring uh, doubts to him. The prison experience brings confusion to him. And the mighty John the Baptist calls his disciples and he says, Go and ask Jesus, is he the one or do we wait for another? I mean, he heard the voice of God say he is the one. He saw the dove descend on Jesus. He said himself, he prophesied, he declared, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. But now he finds himself in prison and doubts begin to arise on the inside of him. And he, and he, he forgets, he must have forgotten the thundering voice of God. He must have forgotten the prophetic word that he released out of his mouth. He must have forgotten the dove that descended on Jesus. And, he, and, and to the point where he says, go and ask him, is he the one? Is he the one? Sometimes that's how we are in our Christian life. Is this, is this the right way? Am I doing the right thing? And we know God spoke to us. And we know God gave us a word. We know God gave us a dream. We know that God gave us a prophetic word. We've seen God move. We've seen God do amazing things. But yet in the middle of a situation that is out of our control, little voices come out in on the inside of us and say, am I doing the right thing? Am I on the right path? Did I hear God right? Or was it too much pizza? Was that a prophetic word from God or was that just my stomach rumbling? And that's the truth. The doubts and the confusions and the, the questions that we ask God. Is he the one? Imagine John who preached he's the one. <laughs> he preached the gospel. He preached that I'm the one that's making a way for the, for the Lord. But he says, go and ask him, is he the one? And I love the response of Jesus. I love Jesus. Amen. He's not, he's not one of these new age counselors. Hallelujah. Patting him on the back. And, uh, it's okay. No, no. You go and tell John, I'm the one. You go and tell John, the blind see, 
the deaf ears are open. Oh, come on, church. The deaf ears are open. You go and tell John the dead are being raised. In other words, you know what he was saying? You go and tell John, I am still the one. Hallelujah. I'm still the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You go and tell John that the word that he heard thundering from heaven was God. It was a prophetic word. You go and tell him, I am still the one. No matter what you're going through, no matter what situation you're going through, I am still the one. Hallelujah. Sometimes the things we go through, the adverse circumstances, can make us forget the promises of Jesus. And we forget what is happening to us in that moment is not a burial, but it's a seed that has been planted for a future harvest. Mm. The seed has a promise of harvest. But when the seed finds itself in the soil, the seed says it's dark. It feels like it's over. But the seed is not buried. It is planted. Oh, I feel like pre preaching in tongues right now. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. This, it's not buried. It's planted. Hmm. But you know what? The seed says it's smelly here. The seed says it smells. The seed says it's dark. And, and you know, when you look at a packet of, say, tomatoes, tomato seeds, what's the image you get on the, on the packet? You get the image of the, you know, don't you? You know. <laughs> you get the image of the tomato. So the seed goes in and says, how's this going to make me a tomato? How's that? Where's the promise of the tomato? What I smell now is chicken manure, and, and, and what I smell now is rubbish. What I smell right now is, is, is all this, all this dirt, dirty, dirty stuff going in that's in, in the soil. And, and what the seed needs to understand, that all those things, that smelly soil, that rubbish, that, that fertilizer, that chicken manure and whatever else they put in there is part of the process. Needs to remember, remember, no, I'm not buried, I'm planted, and I will get through this, hallelujah, and I will become a full-grown fruit, and I will be a tomato one day, and that when I'm a tomato, I will remember that I wasn't always a tomato. There was a moment in my life that I was a seed in smelly soil. Come on. You're not, you're, you're not buried this morning. You're, you're a seed that is sown for a future harvest. Remember what God has spoken. Remember what God has said. Remember the prophetic words that were released over you when you were a teenager, when you were a young adult, when you were a child. Remember the promises of God today. No matter what soil you find yourself in. No matter what is going on in your life right now, what the devil tries to use for evil, God will turn it around for our good. Hallelujah. Remember, remember in the midst of it all, you've forgotten. In the midst of it all, maybe you've, you've uh, put it in the back, in the back of your mind. It, it, you're not thinking about the full picture, the full story. Remembering isn't passive. It's an action that brings the power of Jesus on the scene of our lives. Mm. Something happens when we remember. 
as we remember what he has said and what he has done, it enables us to stop focusing on the impossibilities that we find ourselves in. And instead, we focus on the God who can do the impossible. When we remember. Remembering will strengthen your faith and change your outlook just like it did for these women. As soon as they remembered, everything changed. They're weeping, they're crying, it's over, where's Jesus? We're going we're gonna, we're gonna, to you know, put all the spices on him, it's finished. What's going to happen to us? Where's this, dream of, where's this dream of preaching the gospel to the world? And, and they're weeping and it's, and it's over. And the angel says, remember what he said, that he will rise again. Wow, oh, everything changed. Yes. Yes, that, there's, there's a part of the story that I have forgotten. And when they remembered, energy came back. When they remembered, faith came back. You can read it when you get home. They started moving. They started talking. Actually, their vocabulary began to change. He is alive. He is alive. Peter, we went to the tomb, and he is alive. And, they, and they're going, no, he's not alive. He's alive. Something ch- happened, and something changed when they remembered. Can you say amen, church, this morning? Mm. Everything changed when they remembered Even though they hadn't seen the physical Jesus, even though it hadn't really changed in the natural, the remembering changed them. You didn't didn't get that, church. Even though it didn't change in the natural, even though things didn't look bright in front of them, didn't look favorable, something had changed in them. And they remembered on the inside, and therefore their outlook changed, and their vocabulary changed, their perspective changed, their attitude changed, and things began to motion in the right direction. The word was sufficient for them to change. Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Faith comes. By hearing and hearing the word of God. When they heard this word, faith came. Mm. But, but fear also comes by hearing. Fear comes by hearing and hearing the word of the devil. That says to you, it's finished. It's over. You're not going to make it. God is not with you. You're alone. The shattered dreams. And we hear that and we hear that and we weep and we're confused and we say, I go fishing. I go fishing. But, but the word, the promise brings faith. I was saying in the, in, the, in the Italian service this morning, the woman with the issue of blood, it says she suffered 12 years of this incurable disease where she was hemorrhaging blood out of her body. And, and she was looking for an answer to her problem, but she found none. But when she heard about Jesus, when she heard the word of God, when she heard Jesus, she said, if I touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. See how she changed? She changed. 
And the idea is, as I was saying in the Italian service, she said and she said and she said, when I touch his garment, I shall be made whole. She would come over here. When, I, when Jesus comes and I touch his garment, I shall be made whole. And she would come over here. When Jesus comes to this town, I'm going to touch his garment and I'm going to be made whole. And all the time she's bleeding. But she had a word. Oh, I said she had a word from God. That she would be made whole. Can you say amen, church? Remembering is so powerful. The Apostle Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 14, Remind them of these things. Remind them of these things. Look what Psalm 77, uh, 5, 6, 11, and 12 says. I'll read it because it's just it's broken up into those verses. I consider the days of old, the years long ago. I said, let me remember my song in the night. The night talks about a dark time, a dark place. Let me remember the song in the night. Let me meditate in my heart. Then my spirit made a diligent search. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Notice that word, I will, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. I will ponder on your works and meditate on your mighty deeds. Something happens when we remember what God has done, church. Something happens when we remember the mighty deeds of God. Something happens when we remember the songs in the night. Joseph, not this Joseph. Joseph is in the pit. He's betrayed He's lied about, and he is continually, I would, I would suggest by God, reminded of his dream. In the, pre, in the prison, remember the dream. Abraham, a hundred years old, childless, with a promise from God, remember what God has spoken. On at least seven occasions, God appeared to Moses and told him the same story, you shall have a child, you shall have a son, I will make a great nation out of you. And at least seven occasions, because Abraham, although he was the father of faith, he's our spiritual father, he also had doubts. He was, you know, you know he tried to make this thing happen with, with, with uh, Hagar, when his wife said, you know, you're not, you're not going to be able to have a, a, a son with me. Why don't you have a son with my servant? And, and, and Abraham said, the Lord has spoken. Hallelujah. The Lord has spoken. That's a word from the Lord. I'll, I'll, yeah, we'll do that. And he produced an Ishmael. He produced an Ishmael. But what's God doing every time he comes to him? He's, remember, I have spoken to you. It doesn't matter how your body looks. It doesn't matter that you are, uh, your age is advancing and you're, you are dead and impotent. I told you, you shall have a son. Remember. Abraham, remember the word of the Lord. The disciples in the middle of the, of, the, of the Sea of Galilee in the boat, Jesus said, let us cross over to the other side. And they're in the middle of the sea and in great jeopardy. They're in great danger. And, uh, and, they are, and they are 
talking out of line. We're going to die. And they wake Jesus up out of his sleep. Poor Jesus. How can Jesus be sleeping in the middle of the storm? How can Jesus be sleeping in the middle of great jeopardy? Because he said, let us go to the other side. See, all the disciples had to do is remember that Jesus said, let us go to the other side. Because if Jesus said, let us go to the other side, you're going to get to the other side. You will arrive at the other side no matter what the devil throws at you, praise God. But they didn't remember. They're in this, in this middle of this waves beating on them and this, this jeopardy and this, this beating and the winds and the, the boat is going up and down. And they said, we're going to die. All they had to do is remember that Jesus said, we're going to the other side. I'm amused with, with uh, Noah in Genesis chapter 8 verse 1. It says, and God remembered Noah. It, it, it wasn't that God had forgotten Noah, because God doesn't forget. It was, the teaching is that Noah felt that God had forgotten about him. Because he is Noah, told by God, it's going to rain for 40 days and 40 nights. But 364 days later, he's still on the boat, on the seas, with all these animals. 360 odd days and he's thinking where's God where's God all you have to do is remember the covenant that God gave to him that he was going to use him to raise up a new people so sometimes we feel like we're floating and we feel like it's going on it's going too long this thing where's God we're floating on the sea of Never Never Land, with animals, dirty. And we think, okay, how long is this going to go for? You look out and there's water and, and you're trying to get this, you know, get, send, send the, the doves and send the pigeons and you're trying to find a way out of this and, and, and you're still in it. But you've got a covenant. Remember the covenant that God gave to you. Some of you think this morning you feel like God has forgotten you. God hasn't forgotten you. Remember. So what should we do? Remember what God's word says. This morning, remember what God's word says. God is not a man that he should lie. Maybe you find yourself like these women in a place of death, at a place of confusion, weeping, fearful, Wanting to give up and throw in the towel because of what's going on. Remember what God's word says. Go back to the word of God. And if God said it, it's for you. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Remember that. Hallelujah. He says, I am with you. He says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Remember that. Remember that he says, I give you my peace. I leave you with my peace. Remember that. Remember that by his stripes you are healed. Hallelujah. Remember what God's word says. That's why we need to know God's word and remember it and put it into our minds. Remember what God has said. Remember what God has spoken to us through his word. And then say, okay, that's, that's for me. That's for me. This is for me. Get that. Amen. Not something else.
Amen. Remember His Word. His Word is powerful. His Word is full of promises. His Word is yes and amen for you and me this morning. It's amazing what will happen when we will remember what the Word of the Lord says. Oh, but I'm going through a real trial in my marriage. I'm going through a battle with my children. I'm going through a situation in my business or in my ministry. Remember what God's Word says. Hallelujah. Remember what God has said to you. Two different things. Remember what God's Word says, but then remember what God has said to you personally. What has God spoken to you? What has God released over your life? Remember it this morning. Remember what God has done in the past. Remember what God has done in the past. I'm sure God's done amazing things for you. I'm sure God's opened doors for you. I'm sure God's done miracles in your life. Come on, something happens when we remember what God has done in the past. When we rehearse that God has done great things for us, that God has done miracles, that's why God would tell the people of Israel, remind your children, remind yourselves what I did when I opened the Red Sea, when I gave you bread in the desert, and realize that this situation you're going through is little for me. If you remember what I have done. Has God done great things for you, church, this morning? Has God blessed you? Has God healed your body? Has God brought you out of darkness? Did God transform you and change you? Were you once held and bound by the devil and now you are set free? free. Remember what God has done. See, we come into Christianity and we come and we worship God and we forget what God has done. And then we come up to a problem. And that problem at the face of what God has done is little. God has done great things, praise God. Great things. Remember what God has done. Remember who you are in Christ. You are a child of God. Someone's someone's thinking about it. Come on, you are a child of God. What does that do to you? Remember that. The next time the devil says, you're finished. The next time the devil says, I'm going to kill you. The next time the devil says, this dream is finished, it's over. You say, I am a child of God. I am a son of the king. I remember, I remember that I have been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. I remember that I have been forgiven. When the devil tries to bring up an old sin, he tries to bring guilt to you. Hey, remember, you are forgiven. You have been washed in the blood of Jesus. You have been set free. You are a new creation. Remember that. Remember that. Remember that you are called and you have a calling from God and you have purpose. Remember the vision, the dream and refocus today. Refocus. Remember that the best days of the church are before us. Now there's a lot of talk today about the church worldwide struggling. The church worldwide, there's so much going on in the church, in the body of Christ. And we can highlight how bad things are and how evil the world is and how the church is being silenced and how the best days of the church are in the past. But I want to remember, I want to remember 
that God said, in the last days, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Come on, church. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. We got to remember, we are the army of God. We have been given the keys of the kingdom. We have authority and we have power to bind and to loose. No, the best days for the church are in front of us. God is getting ready to pour out His Spirit. God is getting ready to bring a revival to His church. There's an awakening that is coming. It's time for the church to wake up. But we need to remember. Remember. That we are the church and we win. We win. Signs and wonders shall happen. Miracles shall happen. God is not finished with his church. There was a song that we used to sing back in the days. I don't know if you sang it here. We used to sing it in our church. When I think about the Lord, how he saved me, how he changed me. How he filled me with the Holy Ghost. How he healed me to the uttermost. Makes me want to shout, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you are worthy of all of the glory and all of the honor and all of the praise. That's what happens when I think about the Lord. And so I find myself in a place that's bad. And the children are going, maybe your children are going off and marriage is dying and when you think about the Lord it's but something so little for him makes me want to shout hallelujah thank you Jesus you are worthy a more modern song a more modern song I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies come on church hallelujah I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm, louder and louder. We're going to hear our praises roar. Up from the ashes, praise will arise. Death is defeated. The King is alive. Powerful things happen when we remember, when we remember what the Lord has done. When we remember who He is. When we remember His calling on our life, when we remember that greater is He that is in us than He that is in the world. Some of you need to just remember today. That's all. That's your answer. You don't need someone to lay hands on you. You don't need to be binding and loosing. You don't need oil over your head. You just need to remember. And when you remember, oh, yes. Actually, I forgot. This I'm in the middle. It's not over. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, he called me to preach to the nations. Yes. Yes, he told me to start this thing, to start this business. Yes, I remember. I brought up these children in the way of the, of the Lord. They got prophetic words over them. Right now, they're far from God. I remember they're not going to be far from God long because I remember. Your marriage, just Remember. What you said to her on the day you got married. You made a promise. Oh, it's going, that, that went down like a little, little balloon. So, I, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm in love. I don't feel like I'm married. You're married. 
you're married. Why? Because you said something. Remember? Remember the covenant? Remember, I will. I will till death do us part. Remember? Amen. God is good. I say God is good all the time. Let's all stand up this morning. Sorry, guys. Oh, I went a bit too long there. Let's just worship the Lord as the Lord leads you. I don't know if you can. Yeah, you guys are good, but I don't know if you can go into I raise a hallelujah. You could, oh, you're good. Yeah, you guys are good. I think we need to sing I raise a hallelujah in the middle of the storm because we remember that God is with us. Remember the words that have been spoken. Remember what God has said. Let's sing this like we are people that remember that our best days are before us. Let's sing this song like we are people that remember that we are sons and daughters of God. Let's sing this song like we remember that we're not finished. We're just getting started. Come on. Let's sing it to the Lord. Come on, church. Raise your hands to the Lord this morning. In the presence of my enemies, I'll raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. Come on, yes. And I'll raise a hallelujah. My weapon is a melody. You watch what happens to you. You watch what happens when you start singing. And I'll raise a Declare it. Heaven comes to fight for me. Come on. Here we go. I'm going to sing. I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm. Louder and louder. You're going to hear my praises roar. Yeah. 